We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week, we'll be discussing professional gamers. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice, as everything is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Chris T. Tatarian. Chris T. is a professional Street Fighter player and is widely known as the Ken Master. He has competed in every major Street Fighter tournament in the last few years, including EVO, the Japan Cup, the Capcom Cup, and TBS's E-League. He has been featured on many publications, including ESPN, Yahoo Sports, Dot Esports, The Score Esports, Vent Hubs, and Red Bull Gaming. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Justin. How are you doing today? Good, good. You know, it's just a nice sunny Saturday over here on the East Coast, and it's time to kind of get into this. So, you know, this week we're exploring professional gamers again. So these are individuals that compete professionally against others, individually in a player versus player setting or a team versus team setting. And they're signed to organizations such as CLG, Fanatics, FaZe Clan, and they earn income in a variety of ways. One of the biggest areas for many players, especially if they're signed to a team or org, is their salary. You know, this amount can really range from, you know, 1000 or 2000 a month or less, or 
even more like five or 10,000, or you have some of these established leagues where there's a minimum salary of 50 K a year. And some of the statistics out in the world are that players are making significantly more than that. They had mentioned that some League of Legends players are making over 400 K a year. So clearly salary is a huge income for professional gamers. Additionally, their tournament and prize winnings, as well as any social media and streaming revenue. So, you know, on-stream ads, subscriptions, donations, bits, as well as sponsorship and brand partnerships. And as we know, that's a huge area for many gamers and teams. And then what's been emerging recently has been gamer branded merchandise. So hats, t-shirts, pins, stickers that kind of feature the gamer's name or logo. So now we know a bit more about how professional gamers earn income. Tell us a bit about your past esports experience. So I began competing in Street Fighter when I was about 15 years old. I had just I was scrolling through the internet and I had ran into the Evo tournament and I saw multiple people competing in in the Street Fighter 4 at that time. And I was just a little kid thinking, "Hey, you know what? I could do this as well. I want to compete against other people." And I've always been a competitor all my life. And this was a perfect avenue for me to be able to express myself and be able to just do what I love to do. And at that time, it was just gaming so much and playing Street Fighter. So my entry to esports was going to local tournaments and eventually finding my way to the big leagues. And uh, it was a very, very exciting journey for sure. So was this just that's how you kind of got into the professional side or, you know, how do you really kind of elevate to that next level? Well, originally, when you first start playing, it was more so online, and you're just playing against the online people here and there, and you're in your Xbox Live parties talking to people, and then you find out, hey, there's a tournament over here. You should go to this tournament and and see what you're made of. There's going to be really good players. In your head, you're like, well, I can beat most of these people online. Why can't I go to this tournament and actually make some money out of it? So once I found out that there's actual money being uh, rewarded for the first place, I decided to talk to my parents, and I'm 15, 16 years old at the time, very, very strict parents. Uh, They wouldn't let me go at first until I had a couple of friends come over and kind of convince them, hey, Chris is really good. He could actually make some money. Why don't you let us like take him with us, blah, blah, blah. And my parents finally got around to it. And uh, that's sort of how I started attending Wednesday Night Fights. It was a local weekly tournament. And every Wednesday I would go, and that's essentially how the esports journey started for me was attending Wednesday night fights, which was a very big local tournament in around the Santa Ana area. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it started for me. Awesome. So, you know, what made you choose street fighter? Was it, you know, it's kind of crazy with this, uh, story. What made me choose street fighter was I think my earliest memory ever in life is, my brother came home and he had bought Street Fighter 2. It was on Sega. And I think maybe I'm around three years old at the time. And he had, uh, when, when the game was in, I hovered over the character Ryu. And since he was the older brother, he said, no, he gets to choose the character Ryu because he wanted to play as Ryu. And I remember just tapping down on the, the controller and Ken was right there. So I just picked up Ken and you know, played a couple of fireballs and Shoryukens and that image just stuck in my mind. And then if you fast forward a little bit, a few years, I had seen the Street Fighter 2 movie with my brother and his friend. 
and I saw Ken again, and I was thinking, man, this character, I remember Ken, this character is so sick. And he's kind of like Ryu Shadow, essentially, in that movie, but he's so badass, in my opinion. And uh, fast forward again, when I'm 14 years old, Street Fighter IV came, uh, came out, and I was excited. I saw one of my friends playing it online, and I said, man, this is the new Street Fighter. Why, why don't I get involved with it? Because originally, I was playing a lot of Call of Duty at that time. And when Street Fighter IV came out, put all of my eggs into that basket and it paid off heavily. But Street Fighter has been a huge part of my life for so long. And that's essentially how I got involved with it. It was just always there and, and in the back of my mind. So why did you choose Ken? Was it just to be the rival to Ryu or? I think it was to be the rival of Ryu, but it was also attached with my brother. Like I didn't want to, I feel like maybe I felt as the shadow of my brother because he was the older brother. So I think there was some sort of connection there, but it was also because I really liked the flames on his fist when he would do a show. You can, I really liked that move. So that uh, I wanted to be the best Ken player. I just thought the character was so sick. I felt really attached to the character. And in my mind, I was thinking, well, I don't want anybody else to be better with this character. I want to be the best. I don't care what anybody else plays. I want to be the best with Ken, and eventually, I want to be one of the best players in the world. So if that avenue could lead me to being one of the best players in the world, then all right, I'll take it. But I first need to accomplish that goal of being the sickest Ken player. And that was that was pretty much the motivation. I just didn't want anybody else to be the, that Ken player. I didn't want anybody else to, to be known as the best Ken player. Well, you know, from my gathering and my research, it seems you've achieved that. You're definitely known as one of the best for this character. So how does it feel? Is it like, oh, you know, I've always known I was going to be the best or is just, you know, it's kind of flattering? Well, when I when I first started, uh, I quickly realized that I wasn't the best Ken player because there was a Japanese player by the name of Momochi. He was widely regarded as the best Ken player in the world. And at that time, I was coming up as the best Ken player in the United States but not in the world. So that was the challenge for me was to how can I overcome Momochi's status of being the best Ken player in the world? And maybe not even overcome it, but just to be regarded as also the best, you know? Um, so how did that go? Did you end up facing him ever? I did, actually. Uh, I, you know, after 10 years of competing in tournaments, I finally ran into Momochi at SCR 2018. And he chose Ken, surprisingly. I had actually played Momochi a few months prior to that, but he was using a different character. But this was the first ever time in my professional career that I could play against Momochi that everybody could see a Ken versus Ken, a very high-level understanding of the character from both players play duke it out against each other. And this is a very proud moment for me because there was a lot of pressure on me to beat Momochi because everybody consider, considered it as, oh, that's the master and I'm the pupil, I'm the student. Mm. And it was a defining moment for sure, at least for Street Fighter V's sake as, okay, maybe Chris is the best Ken player at this moment because I had also qualified for Capcom Cup strictly using Ken in that year. So, so did you win? Did I win against Momochi? Yes. Yes, okay, I won. There we go. It's like that, was, that was a very good moment for me. It was a very anime moment for me. And a lot of people were happy to see that. And I get a lot of messages still to this day saying, man, your match with Momochi was one of the best. And it was just a very good match. 
and a very proud moment for me for sure. I'll always hold that dear. So do you feel like you always kind of have to choose him when you play, especially in competitions or, you know, how do you approach that? I think as I've gotten older, I've seen that only sticking to Ken is more of a bad thing than a good thing. Like at this point, I've been playing the character for over 10 years and I've already solidified my name as one of the best Ken players, if not, you know, top two. Um, And I think even when Street Fighter VI comes out, I'm going to start off by playing Ken. Obviously, everybody expects that, right? But as a Street Fighter player, as a fighting game player, if you want to be the best player, if you want to win more tournaments, you have to venture out and start playing other characters as well. Because in fighting games, there are things called bad matchups where your character doesn't have the necessary tools to overcome your opponent's character in the matchup. So I don't want to play a tournament where my, I feel limited with my options and my opponent feels like I have more options than Chris. Yeah, like they can I just be like, okay, we're going to use the guy that counters Ken because we know he's going to use Ken. Perfect. And the great example of that is uh, Guile. Guile has always been one of Ken's hardest matchups in pretty much all Street Fighters. And uh, I always lose to a player named Knuckledoo. Knuckledoo is a Capcom Cup champion. is one of the best players in the world. Um, but I've never beaten Knuckledoo in tournament because that matchup is just so hard. And he understands why that matchup is a counter to Ken. So he plays it really, really well. And on paper, on, on just strictly paper, Ken will lose that matchup more against Guile. So as a player that wants to actually hold the trophy at the end of the day, you've got to be able to recognize that situation and think to yourself okay i must be ready for guile when i face off against the guile if my next match is against the guile or dalsam or somebody that counters ken i have to have a pocket character that can counter the counter does that make sense yeah so you know who else do you like competing with you know that brings me to the next question well uh, recently i've started playing a lot more akuma akuma is regarded as the best character in the game right now and i you know it's about time that I start investing more time into that character because he does a lot better against the Guile than Ken does. He does a lot better against a lot of Ken's counter matchups. Um, and, and he plays similar to Ken. Akuma, Ryu, Ken have a very similar play style. It's called the Shoto play style. And because I'm already comfortable with how to play Ken, I could translate that a little bit towards akuma and also figure out more of akuma's strengths but for the most part i could continue playing the way i want to play street fighter when akuma is under my fingertips but as as i'm also just leveling up and aging i'm realizing that having different styles of characters could also be beneficial for you to bring something out randomly there's been many times in tournaments where you'll see two top players going against each other and randomly one of the top players picks a character that is just not accustomed to his style and people are like whoa did he really just pick this character what 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 can he do with this character and he ends up winning it because of the random factor so there's a lot of things that go into choosing a character and i think uh, anybody that is looking to compete and to win must have more than one character in their pocket they gotta have multiple characters so do you feel more nervous when maybe you're using not Ken in a competition and you choose somebody else? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm not as comfortable. I haven't put as much time and energy into another character as I have with Ken. 
if I, if, if Ken is under my fingertips, it's like, it's synonymous. I know how to move with the character. I know everything that I need to do, how to execute it all, what to do on in the pressure situations, what exactly I'm looking for. But with another character, there's, there's more thoughts going on in my head. Is this the right move to do at this time? I'm not really sure because I haven't done it as much. I haven't been in this situation with this character as much as I've been in the situation with Ken. So there's definitely a little bit more nerves when choosing another character in a tournament match because you're not as comfortable with that character. And I think that is mostly on my part. I mean, if you're a competitor at this point, you should be putting in the lab hours in the characters that you want to compete with. If I ever choose a character in tournament, I better have a lot of hours invested into that character, whether it's Ken or not. So that's more so of on the player doing the homework and making sure they are ready for the tournament. That makes sense. You know, I guess it's like, you know, with Ken, you, it's just like fluid for you. It's like Absolutely. an extension of you, whereas yes. someone else, you you don't feel as comfortable with and you have to think a little bit more. Is this the right counter? Like, should I do the move now? Like, you know, it's not as natural. Yes, yes. I, that was the perfect thing that you said was it feels like an extension. Yes. It's Sunday, 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 and they're coming back to the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and Direct TV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams or favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. And also, guys, you've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door, and ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. We use DoorDash at the office all the time to get lunch from people like Chipotle, Wendy's, and hundreds of other options. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off with zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and your zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. You know, what does it feel like to win like a big tournament or a match? What's that thrilling feeling? It's, uh, man, I... It's such an amazing feeling. It's so hard to put it into words because I, I feel like when you work very hard to get the trophy and you actually do end up getting that trophy, it just validates everything that you have thought about and everything that you have done in order to achieve that accomplishment. Like there was a the tournament in Chile in 2018, there was a couple of players there that I knew were very, very strong and had very bad counters to Ken. And the only thing that was going through my mind was that you're ready for this. You can beat them all and you you're going to hold that trophy by the end of the day. Like that's the only three thoughts that were going into my head was you got to have that trophy. You can beat all these players. And when you do and that final moment where you see the KO, it's like it all all the pressure, all the 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 stress all of the thoughts that have been just bothering you the matches everything just releases in such a perfect way and you could finally breathe again and your and that heartbeat slows down and becomes just smiles on your face i don't think i smile as much as when i finally win that tournament 
especially for something as big as the CPT in order to qualify for a Capcom Cup. So winning a tournament is just that the validation is just an amazing feeling that, you know what, you really are that good and you deserved this trophy. And that, that's just an amazing feeling to have to prove a lot of people wrong and to prove to yourself that you are who you think you are. Right. And that all the hard work and the grind and the dedication was worth it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The flights, the the physical, mental stress, the tiredness, all of that, not sleeping, all of that, it just becomes validated in that very single defining moment where you see that KO, that that release, that that happiness is just like none other. I I, I feel amazing as soon as I win that tournament. I think all champions and people that have won tournaments can agree with me. It's just very hard to describe, but it is a very euphoric feeling. And it's all about you in that one moment, as egotistical as that sounds. But it truly feels amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, these one versus one games, really, you know, you win or you lose. And it's kind of starts and stops with you. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Especially uh, with these one versus one games, unless you're somebody that has that natural, perfect talent like Justin Wong, Daigo, uh, punk sonic fox these people who are just naturally just really really strong and good most players will go through a lot of humps a lot of bumps on the road uh, I, man i didn't win this tournament but what do i got to do next tournament man i didn't win this tournament again what do i got to do what do i got to do and that will happen so many times in a professional's career and the win after each hump or however many humps or bumps there are that are on the road when you finally get that win it's like hell yeah i got the win there's another trophy to add on the on the shelf and now let's let's continue with this journey let's continue to face the next bump on the road and how i can overcome it because you win one tournament fine but then can you do it again that's the real question that's what really makes you a a, a godlike player is can you be consistent with your results yeah, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is that everyone encounters humps and, you know, you can't win everything. Like everyone I talk to, it's like, yeah, you can't win everything. And as soon as you understand that and find, you know, victories and losses, as they say, like, what can you do to get better? OK, well, he had a perfect counter for me. So next time I'm going to make sure I have somebody else in my pocket and I'm going to get really good with him because if I face this guy again, he's going to bring out the Ken killer. So yeah. let me bring out his rival and. You know, he might not see it coming and that psychological effect of like, oh, I'm ready for Ken. I know what I'm going to do just gets thrown out the window right there on the spot. Exactly. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. So what was it like kind of being in the TBS E-League? You know, that's something that always and I'll be honest, that's what kind of really maybe got me into esports. I had stumbled onto TBS E-League where kids were playing and I guess it was you playing for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And it really opened my eyes to what was going on in esports and the way that this had grown to where, you know, Saturday and midday when there's yeah. usually, you know, college football or baseball or, you know, basketball on, there was Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, E-League was one of the best experiences I've had as a professional gamer because from the moment that I got the invitation on my email, it had been nothing but everything is taken care of for me. Literally everything and anything I needed as a player was taken care of by the E-League staff and everybody behind the production for that. I mean, they even recognized that the studio that we played in was freezing cold because TV studios like that are usually cold. Mm -hmm. um, they're kept cold. So they had already hand warmers prepared for us. And they, they just took everything to the next level on production-wise and making sure that the player 
not the audience or anybody else, but the player is most valuable here. And we want to make sure that the player is comfortable. The player is well fed. The player is well rested. The player feels like a champion. The player feels like all eyes are on him or her. The player feels like the attention is centered around him. So coming from a, you know, more lower end type productions or anything like that, this e-league was just a mind blow to me on how well and respected a player could be treated. And that was such, I'm very grateful for that. I'm, I'm so grateful for all of the e-league staff members because they, they really took care of all of us. There was 32 of us and nobody complained. Nobody, everything was on time, schedule, food, everything. It was just a great, great experience. I even got a tour of the TBS studio uh, you know, I got to see the inside the NBA spot and that shoot a couple of hoops as well. And that's just that's just mind mind blowing to me. You know, not not many people can say that. So I'm super grateful for just even having that experience once with E-League. Yeah, I mean, it just really kind of shows that when you have professionals running a professional operation, like you can do at that level where you don't have yes. to worry about tech and you don't have to worry about things timing. Hard, exactly. timing. Yeah, yeah. It was handled so professionally and it was perfect. It was really, really perfect. Okay, so and there you know, was a lot of there was a lot of pressure as well. Very, very a lot of pressure knowing that you're going to be on TV. Um, you're playing against the 32 best players in the world as well. E League was essentially another version of Capcom Cup without having to really qualify for it. See, it was just an it was invitation, but it was essentially the 32 best players in the world at the time. They selected who they wanted to invite. Yes, yes, but again, it was the the competition was top tier, so. Each match was just a very nerve-wracking experience, but I'm very glad to have had that experience with E-League because I feel as if it prepared me a little bit more for the year uh, for 2018's Capcom Cup when I played in it because I had experienced the nerves from E-League. So that was just a very pleasant experience for me in my career. Okay, so I know those are two really important things, but what would you say your biggest professional highlight to date is? What's something that you're just always going to look back on, you know, 10 years from now, like, wow, I did that. Oh, man. Uh, there's there's a lot to account for because every win pretty much means like that. But I think the, the tournaments that I win, you know, uh, I think a defining moment was actually the one against Momochi, the, the one in SCR 2018, as one of the proudest moments that I've had in my professional gaming career in the 10 years. One of them was for sure beating Momochi because that it's like what it's it's a 10 year match waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. And when you wait that long for a match, you know, the amount of pressure that could come into your mind and say, well, you've waited this long. You, you like you can't screw up here. You can't mess up. You got to win all the pressure. All eyes are on you. And to be able to rise above those thoughts and be able to beat somebody as godlike as Momochi. It was uh, another euphoric feeling for me and and one that it, it means more because it was Ken versus Ken. It means so much more because it was a Ken versus Ken match. And that childhood thinking of, man, I want to be the best Ken player. Man, I really want to be seen as the best Ken. It, it was finally accepted and it was finally a reality. That dream when I was a kid was finally a reality. But other moments where like my first ever tournament victory, major tournament victory was against Justin Wong in Street Fighter 4. And that was very big to me because my training partner at the time was Brent. 
And he also played the character that Justin Wong played. And when I played against Justin Wong, that was the first time that I played against them in tournament. And it was a clean 3-0. And everybody was shocked. They were like, how the hell did Chris beat Justin Wong like that? And Justin is one of my favorite players, one of the most respected players of all time. To, and to be able to accomplish something like that was a very big um, you know, uh, dream come true as well for me uh, in, in terms of my career uh, with gaming. Because that was the first time that I actually held a trophy for a major tournament, not just something local. So those two moments were very, um, very proud for me. And also, it just in uh, terms of a proud accomplishment in my career was qualifying twice for Capcom Cup. That was something that I always wanted to do as soon as I saw Capcom Cup, the tournament. I wanted to say, hey, I, I think that I'm good enough to at least qualify for this tournament. And to qualify for it twice is a big accomplishment that I hold dear to my heart as well. That, that was a very proud moment for me. Yeah, I mean, those all sound amazing. It's like, you know, you've kind of competed against the best and obviously beaten some of the best. So, you know, what's your favorite part about being a pro gamer? There, there's a lot of uh, great things that come with uh, being a professional gamer, alongside cons as well. But one of the best things is to travel the world and meet so many amazing people from different countries and established like a family over there you know now i could confidently say if i ever want to go to japan i have a lot of homies out in japan now that i could chill with if i ever want to go to dominican republic i could go there if i ever want to go to england i could go there and stay with some people or chile or blah 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 different parts of the, the united states traveling and meeting all these people and all it, through gaming it, it, all through gaming all through playing a video game called street fighter i was able to travel the world and how many people talk about getting out of their city or getting out of that little bubble and seeing the world for what it is. And I got to do that when I'm 17, 18, 19, 20, just all throughout my my young uh, adult life, just because of a video game. And I made the best of it, man. I made sure to make the best of it and party and have a great time, create hmm. lasting relationships with people. I think that's the number one thing that I appreciate from being a professional gamer was the ability and the blessing of being able to travel the world and just meet so many different people and be involved in the culture of so many different people. Yeah, I mean, I think that you really have a good perspective on it. It's like, yeah, it's winning, playing a video game for money is awesome, but the experience that where it takes you is, yeah. you know, what's going to leave a profound impact on your life. Yeah, one of the one of the uh, couple of great experiences that I've had was when I went to the Dominican Republic. The, the night that I made top eight for that tournament, myself, uh, Mena, who was a Capcom Cup champion, uh, and a lot of the Dominican Republic guys, they took me out to the clubs, and we just started partying hardcore. And I was like, damn, you guys actually turn up. Like, this is, this is lit. This is really, really fun. And we had a great time partying it up until 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. And then we literally showed up to the tournament the day, the day of, and uh, I ended up somehow winning that tournament. But... It was a great experience over there in Japan uh, with my boy Brent. We went partying all night. We missed the morning buses or the, the morning train. So we had to walk all the way back to our house in Japan. And just memories like that. It's just you, like you, those are priceless memories. And I wouldn't have been able to have it without being a professional gamer. So I'm, I'm just so grateful for having countless memories like that. Ones that I don't even remember at this point. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of the way it's about. It's like, this is how you kind of grow up and experience new things that you might not have encountered otherwise. 
Yeah. I mean, and my town that I live in is just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I'm in California, but my town is literally regarded as the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and it's just a very dirt type of place. Um, and to just say that, yeah, a kid from here just became one of the best street fighter players in the world and got to see the world get out of the town and got to see the world while attending college as well. It was just, yeah, I, I, I don't even have words for it. It was just amazing. Well, you know, it definitely sounds like it's been a really important and impressive journey. So what's the future? Where do we go from here, Chris? The future for me currently is to, you know, I, I just graduated college a couple of years ago. I got my degree in chemistry and I want to be able to use my degree in order to help people and find a career that I could spend my life doing and be happy with, obviously, uh, and keep Street Fighter and my hobbies more so on the side of things that I want to do. Um, with Street Fighter, with competing, I mean, I'm always going to be a competitor. I'm always going to want to compete and go to tournaments here and there. Maybe not so much in the next year or so, but when Street Fighter Six comes out, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to continuing that traveling and being able to compete. But obviously, we get older and real life starts getting in the way, right? But uh, I'm, I'm excited for the future. I mean, it, it's so hard to even think of what my future is going to be. I just take it day by day and let God decide on where I'm, what next steps I'm about to take. But the future, I, I always have... Uh, optimistic views that it'll be a bright one no matter what it is you know and and just being able to work with you and uh, ford models and all of this has just been a huge blessing to me and i'm very excited to work with you guys and see what more i could do outside of gaming as well so i have uh you know recent interests in creating music and creating art and you know doing many other things entertainment wise that could just put myself out there more and not just limit it to video games in general so I'm trying to expand myself into so many different avenues of the world before, before I'm gone. So that's what the future holds for me. I hope that it's a bright one. I know that God is always on my side throughout it. And I, I appreciate everything that you're doing for me as well, Justin. It really means a lot. Well, yeah, you know, as you kind of mentioned, and I know I haven't really expressed it on air yet, but, you know, more recently I've kind of undertaken a new role where I'll be helping, you know, certain select gamers and, gaming talent on creating and developing their career and you know i'm really excited to kind of do that and at this point i really kind of like to end each episode with my three questions i think i may know the answers to these but you know we're gonna go for it so so what's your favorite game to watch my favorite game to watch is most definitely street fighter (laughs) yeah okay so i think i'm gonna know the next question so what's your favorite game to play street fighter yes street fighter but i could also yeah I, I really like playing horror games. I, re- I love playing horror games. I like playing uh, single player, like Star Wars types games. I, I'm a gamer at heart, so I don't need to only play Street Fighter. I mean, I, I'm very big on first person shooters. I love sports games. I love watching sports games as well. So I'm an all out gamer and I just love watching uh, high level players play their game at that respected level. So, and I also like playing as many games as I possibly can, you know, when time permits it. So yeah, I mean, I, I like playing other games besides street fighter as well. Like resident evil is a great, great game for me. I love resident evil. Um, you know, I recently got into Madden, a uh, big fan of FPS games. So yeah. 
So my last question is, who's your favorite video game character? So besides Ken, my other favorite video game character would be Zero from the Mega Man X series. Always a big fan of Zero. So yeah, I used to play Mega Man a lot when I was a kid. And uh, he was always the character that stood out to me. Okay, cool. Okay, awesome. So, you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was very insightful. So tell everybody where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore Tatarian. You can find me on Instagram as well with the same at. And uh, yeah, those are pretty much the only two social media sites that I'm uh, on. Uh, You can find me on YouTube just by searching up Chris Tatarian and subscribe to that uh, YouTube channel as well. Yeah, so make sure to check out his YouTube clips. It sounds like he's going to be working on some really exciting stuff there. And thanks, everybody, again, for tuning in. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, JustinJESQ, and check Apple Podcasts for all our past episodes. All our past episodes. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts.